We're back on Show Me Today. Lawmakers working together to determine the federal government's impact on agricultural land in Missouri. Anthony Morabeth chats with Representative Mike Hafner on a joint agricultural committee that was recently held. Foreign ownership of land in Missouri. Let's talk about that. It's been a big subject. How and why was this brought up? The reason this was brought up because it involves two different aspects. Number one, it's a national security issue because we want to make sure that Missourians are safe. Number two, it is an agricultural issue to protect the food supply. And so we've got to be able to merge what's going on with the, with the marketplace with the national security aspects. Is national security more important than uh, my ability to sell my land if I do have land in Missouri? Well, we want to be able to protect those property rights. But we also have to have national security aspects, especially as we live in this age of era of terror. And so just to give you some background, uh, I am previously a forward deployed combat commander, F-18 squadron commander, and also a contingency briefer and a planner. My background is in national security, and although it is a foundational constitutional right of the federal government to determine our alliances and treaties, there are some specific holes as it deals with the protection of land. And what I'm referring to in the federal government is the Committee of Foreign Investment of the United States. That's in Washington, D.C., and they have a determination of foreign adversaries, and they also have a listing of protected lands in each one of the individual states. Now, we're fortunate here in Missouri, Fort Leonard Wood is on that list, but unfortunately, Whiteman Air Force Base is not. Boeing is not. Uh, And so we've got to be able to protect our own here in the state of Missouri while still protecting those foundational fundamental property rights. I uh, believe that you had mentioned the state of Florida being one of those states that adopted uh, a a piece of legislation like that. What would that look like if we try to do that here in Missouri? Two different bills. The bill that I sponsored and we put through the House, we tied that directly to the federal government to make sure that we could win this issue in the court since it is a foundational federal government issue with our Constitution. So we made a determination of foreign adversaries. That bill prevented any ownership of land across Missouri, not agricultural land, any land by the foreign adversaries, yet still protected Missouri agriculture. Now, the bill that ended up going through the Senate was specifically listing agricultural land. So that is the differences. That framework that we did with the determination of foreign adversaries to prevent any ownership of land in the state is the same template that Florida used. And that is the one that Governor DeSantis signed into law And that is part of the model, part of the template that we're going to be following here in the state of Missouri. What it looks like is that, you know, when you look at the determination of the foreign adversaries, that includes China, Cuba, Iran, uh, North Korea, Russia, and the Venezuela politician, Nicolas Maduro. And so that is the determination of the foreign adversaries. So those individuals, they will not be able to own land. However, what we want to do, and this is how we protect the marketplace, and this is how you also tie in national security with what's happening with the forward deployed combat areas. We want investment from our friends and allies. And let me give you an example. Uh, Outside of Boeing is a communications facility that is owned by Great Britain. Boeing wants them there. The state of Missouri wants them there. That enhances the relationships with us in Great Britain, allows the United States to invest in real estate in Great Britain. But, Anthony, more importantly, it is the foundational element for a forward-deployed 
combat troops. And what I mean by that, every one of my combat deployments, I worked with the Brits. That is part of the National Security Agreement. It helps Missouri agriculture. It helps the Missouri marketplace, but it also enhances those overseas combat areas. And we need those investments in Missouri agriculture. We're down about 7% uh, in the state of Missouri with revenues that are coming in. We expect that to probably get a little bit worse. And so we want to have a very competitive marketplace here in the state of Missouri while still protecting national security. And uh, before we continue, if you want to listen to this entire conversation or entire episodes of Show Me Today, be sure to listen to Show Me Today wherever it is you get your podcasts, whether that's Apple or Google Podcasts. Now, let's talk a little bit about environmental and social governance. I know that this was something else that was brought up at the meeting, specifically by Representative Terry Thompson and uh, this idea that uh, financial institutions cracking down and not lending to those who don't have, I guess is how he put it, a good environmental and social governance number. The environmental social governance, everybody that is involved in agriculture understands very clearly. Agriculture is about the green concept. Uh, the guys that own animals take care of their animals. It's part of what they do. Uh, the, the row crop uh, growers, they, they take care of the environment as well. Uh, in my view, this is an overreach that's taken place within a federal government. The environmental social governments, of course, we need to take, play, we need to take care of our environment. But this is an overstep where certain aspects of society are making a determination as to who can get loans, and it's got nothing to do with the marketplace. This is, it comes down to preference. Uh, this is one of those situations where uh, Terry and Bill are working very closely with the Missouri congressional delegation. They're watching closely what's developing at the federal level, and we're going to match some of that legislation here in Missouri to make sure that Missouri agriculture is taken care of. I know there was concern that there are regulations that dictate cutting back commercial fertilizer and reducing livestock, all in the name of, as you said, climate concern. What do we need as far as a food supply when you look out 20, 30 years into the future? And this is the bottom line of what we need to be able to do. Uh, we need to be able to double the food supply. And so in order to do that, we've got to be efficient. We've got to take care of the, the uh, environment, but we've got to do it in a reasonable manner. There are some countries overseas, especially in Europe, that are doing massive cutbacks in uh, fertilizer, they're doing massive cutbacks in the number of animals, specifically in cattle, specifically uh, in hogs, specifically with poultry, and they're not going to be able to meet their food supply. And so folks are going to be looking at America. We need to take the lead, but we need to do it in a responsible way. What does a piece of legislation look like in the 2024 legislative session regarding the federal government's trying to impact how Missouri farmers operate? There are numerous aspects of that. You're starting to get into some of the aspects that are coming out of the FERC, the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, some issues dealing with eminent domain, uh, the Public Service Commission, and that is a very widespread and a very broad range of possible legislation. At this point, we are watching what the federal government is doing, especially as it deals with eminent domain. I think the Founding Fathers got it right. The concept of our constitutional republic is based upon a strong state's rights. In my view, the states have abdicated their role at a legislative level. We've allowed the federal government to get 
too strong, and we need to be very careful of that. I, I will tell you, Anthony, we are looking at multiple pieces of legislation to make sure that Missouri has the lead on state rights. Solar energy and uh, the fact that uh, there are these big companies and corporations looking to build several thousand acres of solar farms across varying parts of the state and how it is they're regulated and how it is they're going to be taxed, whether it's locally or statewide. Yes. And so you heard the committee hearing yesterday and Representative Kent Hayden led a very robust conversation on this. And to start off, number one, from a property rights standpoint, we are never going to tell a farmer what he can and cannot do with his land. That is foundational. Uh, there are some concerns with the way some of these solar panel contracts are being done. We are concerned about that. And what I mean specifically is we want to make sure if the solar panels are going to go in, that the event that 15, 20 years from now, if the farmer wants to return that land back to agriculture, he has the opportunity to do that. So part of what was discussed, some of these contracts are going to have some issues looking 15 to 20 years on the road because, number one, some of these companies are setting up subsidiaries through LLCs. And the issue was going to be they're protected by law, but if that LLC folds, that farmer is going to have a bunch of farmland with a bunch of concrete substructures in the ground, and he will have no way of returning that land back to agricultural land. So we're looking at that very closely. The other aspect of this deals with eminent domain. There is a loophole within the Missouri statute right now. And what that loophole is, is the definition of electrical corporation. That is a long paragraph. But in the middle of that paragraph, there is a comma, person, comma. And what that means is if you have a solar panel on your land, you are producing electricity. You have the definition of an electrical plant. You now have the power of condemnation. That means you could take your neighbor's land not only to expand your solar farm, but also to connect to the grid. That is a loophole that we have got to be able to cover up. The other part of this, as I mentioned with the contracts, we want to make sure that when these solar panels reach the end of their life, their efficiency is no longer practical, they're not producing electricity, number one, that there's a place that they can be put into a landfill that is environmentally safe, and then number two, the farmer, the landowner, has got options. If he wants to continue with that solar contract, great. They ought to be protected to turn that back into farmland if he so desires. Be sure to tune in to entire episodes of Show Me Today, wherever it is you get your podcasts, whether that's Apple or Google Podcasts, or you could listen to entire episodes through our website at MissouriNet.com. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.